Hey, you're listening to No Limits, episode 73. Factions doesn't exist anymore. (laughs) Hello, everyone. My name is Taylor. I'm joined by my co-hosts, Sam and Brianna, and you're listening to No Limits, a PlayStation podcast. Remember, you can find the video version of this pod over on youtube.com slash Save the Game Media every Tuesday. While you're over there, make sure to subscribe to the channel. If you'd rather listen to audio, we are on all your favorite podcast services. We would love it if you could leave us a review. It helps us grow, and we would love any feedback. If you want to support us to get early access to all Save the Game Media content, head over to patreon.com slash Save the Game Media and choose the tier that's right for you, just like our current patrons did. Fabulous Brianna, Brianna's mom, Brianna's brother, Brianna's wife, Nikolai Knight, Cypher Primus, Brenda Myers, Marcus Neal, Lillian, and Mimi J, the Snack Network. Sorry. Snack Network, actually. It's not a patron anymore. Sad face. David Hotright, Dave Harp, the Xbox Expansion Pass, Alpaca Tom, and Lee Navarro. Also interact with us in the Discord. Links are all in the show notes. If my voice sounds a little stupid, it's because I kind of lost it last night at a venue where I was screaming. Bree, you're muted. I was just going to say, I feel like we need somebody in front of my name. It makes me uncomfortable that I'm first now. But nope. anyways. Uh-huh. Um, lo- okay. You, you told me, but just for the audio and I guess viewers, what was the one that you that uh, that got you the hardest? What were you screaming at? <laughs> Oh, the kill by thirty seconds to Mars. It was mm-hmm. uh, it was it was screamo pop punk night at the bar. Of course, Paramore, thirty seconds to Mars, Fallout Boy. Please tell me, to remember. Yeah, Smash Mouth. They, they played. They did. They did All Star too. That's not yeah. very screamo. Yeah, I know. <laughs> what else? And they did a myriad of other stuff. It was bands names I forget. A lot of green. There was a good amount Panic of green. Panic at the Disco. I don't know. If Panic at the Disco was there. Mm. Fall Boy and Panic at the Disco usually go hand in hand. Dude, I remember getting American Idiot when I was a little kid. My mom didn't like that song because she didn't like that it said idiot. And I was about to say something, but I remember your mom listens to this podcast, so I'll refrain. (laughs) If it makes you feel better, she probably won't catch up to this specific one for a while because she's in school. So... My yeah, my parents didn't care, so they got me American the album American Idiot on CD. Right? My favorite. When I was like seven, I really there is a generation of kids right now who don't know what the hell a CD is. I'm gonna, I'm gonna show them a CD. I'm gonna give them a CD player. I just use my car as my CD player. I still have CDs that I listen to. Most recent one that I acquired was when I was in Japan. I got the Near soundtrack. Ooh. That's the thing. Game soundtracks still put themselves in CDs. Actually, vinyl. Yeah, CDs are inferior to vinyl, but they are more convenient. I found out recently that you can't keep your vinyl in the same packaging that it comes in. You have to do something to it so that it doesn't like deteriorate. But I, I, I don't actually know what you have to do. Do you so know the amount of listening people to this. who keep their vinyl in in the the cardboard sleeve it came in? You're not like supposed, that's like you're supposed to like keep it like I can't remember. 
I can't remember. Look it up. Just make sure you're taking care of your vinyl. How should you store your vinyl? Store it upright. It's generally advisable to use outer sleeves to protect and preserve. I don't know. I don't know. I don't have vinyl. Sam doesn't either. Mr. Physical Me doesn't have vinyl. Huh. Do you have vinyl, Sam? <laughs> I mean, by <laughs> definition, vinyl is physical media. But You know what I'm talking about. Do you have records, Sam? I don't, know. It's always something I've wanted to, to get into, though. So Same. one day, maybe. Never going to happen. It's not... I love those little displays that people will have where they'll have their record player and then like next to it it's like the what's playing or whatever. I think those are so cool. Oh, that's sick. Maybe I should get into vinyl collecting another thing to spend money on that I don't need. Poff mm -hmm. um, has a lot to say about it too. Both my siblings and my mom collect records. <laughs> but not me. Oh. I collect books. I collect... um. I collect game, games on my digital bookshelf. Mm, I do that as well. Also, I want. Um, before we get too far, I just want to go off on my tangent really quick, guys. Maybe it's some tangent about books. I have, I have tea because I know that like probably most people listening to this aren't in like the, the book talk, book Twitter, drama world. This is, it's, so it's so tea now that like a bunch of news places are like reporting on it. Like the Today Show talked about it. NPR talked and about for it. For the people who aren't initiated, tea refers to drama. Yeah. Gossip. Right. Yeah. Okay. Just for people who may not know. Okay. So there was an author. Okay. <laughs> Take you guys back. This has been going on for like, I think two weeks now or something like that. So one of, the authors that I really like posted on Twitter was like, Hey, it's really messed up. <laughs> Didn't call anybody out. Just says, Hey, it's really messed up that you've like, that you created a bunch of fake Goodreads accounts to review bomb other debut authors that are in the same genre as you. And so this person created a bunch of fake Goodreads accounts, right. And was giving a bunch of debut authors, like one star reviews to review bomb their score Right. And then was giving her own book a bunch of five star reviews <laughs> from a bunch of fake accounts that she created. And this has been going on since April. And the author tried to take care of this privately and was like, hey, you need to not do this. Right. The person never responded and like wouldn't like do anything. So she posted publicly to call her out without saying who it was. Well, then, of course, the Internet sleuths find out who it is. And they're like, hey, it's this author, Kate Crane. Like, <laughs> all right, Bree, call him out. It's this, well, it, you can find it anywhere now. And then, okay, wait, okay. I don't want to get ahead of myself. So we call, like, they call this author out. And then the author was like, this wasn't me. This was my friend. And then she provided proof, quote unquote, proof that it was <laughs> her friend <laughs> from a. A fan fiction writing website and it was discord screenshots and it didn't even look like discord like like it was the worst fake photoshopped 
And the H Bomber Guy video came out <laughs> about plagiarism across YouTube. It was so, yeah. Internet I mean, shattering. that wasn't. That wasn't like a part of it, but yes. And it was so, so, it was so, I was like, this is the worst Photoshop. This is so cringy. And she kept saying, you guys, like, I can't believe somebody did this on my behalf. I'm so sorry. And then, like, there, the author got pissed off, the original author that called her out and released, like, literally 31 pages in a Google document of evidence, like, proving that she had done this. (laughs) And then she, like, goes on Twitter and admitted that she did everything. And I'm like... I can't handle the cringe of, like, going on Goodreads and, like, not only review bombing other people, but specifically review bombing people that are debut authors that are in her same imprint and are, like, all POCs. (laughs) Oh, it was so cringy and really sad. And, yeah, so she has now, like, has like no reputation and everybody's been canceling their pre-order of her book like her book was set to sell really well so that's my update very short version of a lot of drama that happened over the last two weeks that was very juicy you see why you shouldn't read books guys because then you hear about stuff like this When was the last time There's I read a book? Hmm. I read a book a couple of months ago. I haven't finished it. It's about prohibition. Well, that's why you haven't finished it. <laughs> Come on, it's cool. I I can't do like that's not true. I can do some educational books, but it has to be very few and far between. I need You to- must watch YouTube deep dives that are nonfiction. Mm. This is how. Not typically. I think the only person I watch is D'Angelo. Oh, my God. And, like, podcasts. I watch D'Angelo Wallace for, like, deep dive stuff, but that's usually on drama as well. And then I watch, like, podcasts. Gotcha. Toph won't leave me alone right now. Sam's facial expression has not changed for the past, like, 10 minutes. Sam really cares. Sam, have I'm you seen Iron listening. Claw? I want to see Iron Claw. That's, nah, it's not 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 for me. There's also the new Emma Stone film, the Ghibli film. The <gasps> the Ghibli film is so good. Do you have a favor and go see it in person? Uh, in the theater. Uh, how how about it? Is what I meant. How about you just like don't tell me to? Yeah, I should go do that. You should. You really, really should. Because it's not going to be in theaters long. Okay. Oh, it's at the my theater local at home and I'll be visiting. Yes, yes. Should I see? I should see the one with subs, right? That's the proper. Um, actually, the okay. So both the subtitle and the dub cast they pulled voice actors from the other Ghibli films. So like the the you could do either dub or sub. Um, I personally went sub. Um, but yeah, they like pulled like a bunch of like historical like voice actors in both versions like um the person who voices uh howl in the english version is christian christian bale and he came back and voiced one of the characters um robert pattinson voiced one of the characters um yeah it's pretty good voice cast either way and i hear that the english is good as well 
I might just see it in dub so I can not think as hard about what I'm looking at. I have no comment on that. <laughs> uh, but like I play in Yakuza, I have no issue. Yeah, it's like, I don't know, whatever. Like that's like a 60 hour game that I just had no issue with subs. So I was like, whatever. But if, the, but if the dub is especially good, I always assume the dub is bad unless people tell me otherwise. I yeah I can't I can't confirm personally but I've heard that it's really good so mm, all right makes sense it's a Ghibli film and it's like it was a long-awaited movie that they had quite some time because it released in like June I think in Japan oh okay this is last film quote unquote last film oh, yeah. yeah this is like a hold on. There are people who are trying to sabotage Brie. This is like a true Ghibli film. Like, because recently they've been doing like a lot of like uh, endeavors in like other media. Like, so they've been doing like some of the games and stuff. Um, they've been doing Nino Kuni. Um, yep, Nino Kuni is the game. Um, and then um, Earwig and the Witch was like a 3D, like CGI kind of film, which isn't their hmm. like normal wheelhouse so this is like kind of like a return to like true ghibli like art style true ghibli art like and creation and yeah and it's like dedicated to one of like the two main people that run ghibli um it's dedicated to the third person that used to also run ghibli with them that passed away and yeah it's good it's also based loosely based on a book called how do you live and I am going to read that. So I'll keep you guys updated on that. Nice. I've been playing video games. How you doing, Sam? Yeah, I'm well. I'm well. Um, not been up to too much working. Um, working. But I, I just been... play video games for my job. I don't do any work. No, I'm just kidding. Sam does a lot of work. I games. have been. Uh playing video games that's for sure um obviously avatar frontiers of pandora still playing that for work and it's good right it it's is great. it's good yeah it is um as sam drinks his blood i can see it being a, maybe a little bit long in the tooth for some people but it doesn't detract necessarily from the quality for me anyway um, would you say it was a... better or worse than you expected better or exactly what you expected. No, no better. Because I think there was a whole lot of um, trepidation coming into this game of people like being like, ah, I've got, I've got a weird feeling it's going to suck. And it, it yeah. most certainly doesn't suck. I don't think it's like blown me out of the water outside of the visuals, which I think are very impressive. Um yeah, no, it's it's. I would highly recommend it if you enjoy any type of Ubisofty, open worldy, Far Cry, Assassin's Creedy type stuff. I think it's easy recommend. Um, even more so, obviously, if you love Avatar as an IP, which I don't love, but I I have a passing interest, um, and I think the game might have sold me more than the IP. Maybe I don't know. The only other thing I've been playing. Um, which I 
can't say too much about um, oh. is uh, oh, I, I know what it is. God of War Ragnarok Valhalla. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. There will probably be a time and a place where I talk about this a lot. Um, Taylor has yet to dive in, so I am biting my tongue. I'm a little weenie. Mm -hmm. I have a good reason. But it's Valhalla, no joke, is probably going to be in my game of the year conversation. What? Really? I think it's it's not necessarily like a massive DLC, but one, the fact that they gave it away for free. Two, that I think that the roguelike thing works well with the current combat system of God of War. And three, and arguably the most important, is the story stuff that is in Valhalla is just mm -hmm. so, so good. Um, like, the, the, they said in the marketing that Valhalla was like an epilogue to Ragnarok. And you're like, oh, yeah, okay, well, you know, you might get... And this is, I'm not spoiling anything, people were like, a lot of rumors were, oh, well, we'll probably hear something about at least what Atreus is doing, and then we'll just get a bit more with Mimir and Kratos and say, oh, yeah, that'll be okay. But that is so significantly undervaluing and un underestimating what this DLC actually does provide. I think if you played through God of War Ragnarok and even just liked the story, didn't love it, I legitimately think Valhalla is like must-play, no-questions-asked, obligatory experience see here's why i've been hesitating sam it's because i hear if you've you get a lot more out of it if you've played the original trilogy i've only played god of war 3 god of war i want to play god of War 1 and 2 before i go to back to valhalla i i understand that sentiment i think <clears throat> that out of all of them three is the most important for you to have played okay well i've played that Three God of War three might be one of my most replayed games ever, so yeah, I haven't forgotten that. Um, like again, I'm not going to spoil anything. I said to Bree privately um, that God of War Ragnarok Valhalla is probably the most nostalgic I've ever felt playing a game ever, um, in the best ways possible, in unexpected ways. Um, Taylor, there is some stuff in Valhalla. Like, I was practically hooping and hollering. I was verbally screaming. Um, yeah, it's just, it's very, very good. I beat Without... it quite quick, but okay. that doesn't detract from just how excellent it is. I also haven't gotten all the pieces of... Uh, another... Uh, mm. I don't think this is a spoiler. I didn't. I didn't get all the little the ten pieces of Asgard around the map for yeah. the epilogue in the main game yet. Yeah. That you think that's a good pre? You think that's a prerequisite to playing Valhalla? No, like a hundred percent in Ragnarok isn't important. I would still say. Well, not hundred percent. Just doing that. The one thing to do is to go to Niflheim and have a have a look around. Um, I don't think I've done that yet. No, you haven't. Trust me, you know if you had. I did the something with Rude. I'll just leave it there for listeners. And that was yeah. awesome. 
Yeah. Um, there is a, I would say, again, not spoiling anything, there is something post-game Ragnarok that you can mm -hmm. go and do in Niflheim mm -hmm. that I think you need to do mm -hmm. before you play Valhalla. I would agree. Um, and it, like, not like need, need, technically you can go in, but you will be far more confused going into Valhalla if you haven't done that thing in the base game. Okay, so yeah. as long as I played God of War 3 and I do that thing in Niflheim, you think I'm good to go for Valhalla? I, I think so. I mean, they're, they're, like again, not going to spoil anything. I think there are, there are things across the original trilogy that are either discussed or whatever in, in Valhalla. But I think that most importantly... I'm trying to knock off all the things in my head. Yeah, as long as you have like a cursory understanding of the path that took Kratos into God of War 3, that's fine. Uh, really high, a really high level understanding, right? Kratos was on it. Well, I really, I really don't know the events of God of War 1 and 2 well, other than There's Kratos. I made a deal with Ares for a power, killed his family as a consequence, leads into mm -hmm. God of War 1. I know in God of War 2, he continues a killing spree. I don't really know much. I don't really have more resolution than that um, for God of War 2's narrative. Yeah. That's I mean, why I'm like, there's really good videos that like led into God of War 2018 that you can easily watch to catch up. Right. But like, here's the thing that I love to do with games. It's like, here's a new piece of content on in a series. And here are pieces of content I haven't experienced before in the series. Wouldn't it be cool to complete that chain? And that's what I've been doing with, I know I've been playing Alan Wake. I beat all of Alan Wake and the DLC, by the way. Alan Wake DLC is excellent. I think it's leaps and bounds better than the main game. And I enjoyed mm -hmm. the main game. The way they construct the dark place level design in the DLC is fantastic. Um. I started American Nightmare yesterday, which sure is a video game. Uh, there was a great Old Gods of Asgard song, um, Balance Slays the Demons or something. I think that's what it was called. And yeah. uh, that was awesome. But that it, it's funny. American Nightmare is a funny game. But then Control's on the list, and then Alan Wake 2 uh, for next up. But I say that because, like, going in the sequence of trying to find out all of what's in a series before I play the latest thing in that series that I haven't before, it's, like, fun. It's a fun, like, little deep dive to go through. That's what I like doing. So that's why I was like, maybe I'll just play, maybe I'll play God of War 1 and 2 before I return to Ragnarok postgame and then Valhalla. But I think that, that I think, honestly, that's, that's okay. But I guarantee you, I know you're not on like Twitter or anything. I guarantee you it already is happening stuff from Valhalla because of how important it is or relevatory or whatever. It will start percolating. So if oh, you want to okay. hold off and wait, you've got to be super careful what YouTube videos you're looking at, you know, because I've seen so many YouTube thumbnails with blatant outright spoilers from the end of Valhalla and I don't think you would want that ruined so you do you but I'm just saying word of warning if you stick to your plan okay 
Gotcha. Anyway, so yeah, finished Alan Wake Remastered. I'd say if you want, if I include the DLC as part of the game, as part of the as part of Alan Wake One, I'm including the DLC. I'm calling it an excellent game. If I exclude the DLC, I'm calling it like I'm calling it between very good and pretty good. The narrative yeah. is great, but the gameplay was dated. But the DLC just totally fixes the gameplay for me in a lot of ways. Not totally, but the pacing, the level design, they do really cool things with words. That's all I'm going to say in Alan Wake DLC. And it's awesome. So Alan Wake is cool, man. Yeah. And uh, I'll probably finish American Nightmare today because it's I'm already on the third act. And I'm only like 90 minutes in. I'm already on the the last third of the game. So it'll be probably be pretty short. And yeah, then I leave to travel this week before then maybe I'll start control. Probably not. Um, when I get back, it would be control Alan wake two, And bam. So Hell yeah. I enjoy the remedy verse. And that takes you all the way to 2025. So no nope. uh, long time planned. Already. <laughs> Dude, I've been, I don't, Playing the rate I finished games the past week is pretty high for Taylor. Yeah, I'm proud of you. Thanks. Yep. Night Springs is the best TV show. You wait. You wait. Oh, boy. Mr. Scratch, best villain. There's some really cool, funny Mr. Scratch moments in American Nightmare. I'll give the game that. Mm -hmm. Live action when you're looking at through the TV screen. Yeah. Good times. Bree, you been oh. playing video games? I'm playing League of Legends. Uh, again, uh, still just nice. playing Quay. Um, he is handsome. <laughs> so, right, in League, mm -hmm. you enjoy... What do you enjoy more, playing the game or fantasizing about the champion you're playing as? Fantasizing is a very strong word. Um, I don't fantasize about them. I just like looking at them. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I think um, League of Legends is, has a very addicting play loop. I think that's why so many people kind of get sucked into it. Um, and especially with the way that the um, the game system works, where it's like it'll get you into a game, like it kind of cues you up. Like there's sometimes that you're queued up against people that are like clearly way better than you, and so you lose. And then it'll give you like an easy one where you're the way better, and you know you like win, and you're like, man, I just killed that game. And like I think that they have like a like a game loop where it's like they'll keep you playing a couple games until you win and then when once you win you're on that high of like oh i'm such a good player i gotta play again kind of thing so um they know what they're doing with the gameplay loop to say the least and league is showing no signs of slowing down after over 10 years uh, -uh. um they're doing a bunch of new updates they already talked about the updates for preseason. Um, so once January hits, there's going to be a bunch of big updates. They're like getting rid of like the legendary items. Um, they're changing one of the dragons or changing the map. Um, so yeah, there's going to be some big updates this year. So mm -hmm. that's what I've been doing.
besides I played some Ragnarok. I think I played like two or three hours now of that, of Valhalla. Um, I think that is probably it for me. I haven't been oh. playing a lot of games. Oh, oh, I thought you meant probably that you're not going to play more Valhalla. You're like, I don't like it. <laughs> no, yeah, it's terrible. No, I is, will is be it, is, is it fun? finishing it today or tomorrow. Um, yes, it is fun. Um, even if you don't like the genre, I think you'll still have a good time. Um, they've kind of made the genre very digestible. Um, it's certainly the most story-oriented roguelike I've ever played. Yeah. Definitely. And it's so beautiful. It's so... <laughs> I literally will just sit and, like, geek out about the sky. Like, the, the sky looks so cool mm -hmm. and i just sit and i'm like oh my god it's so sparkly how many how many runs have you finished obviously without spoilers again i still can't figure out what counts as a run i think i finished one because i fought if, if like you... a, i fought like a main boss and then he mm -hmm. was like you won but you're not ready and so i'm like yeah, does yeah, that yeah, count yeah. as a run like yes yes so is that one? So like is you, you do the end boss and then you get sent back to the shore without dying. Uh -huh. That's that's the end of the run. Oh, uh, okay. So you've done one run. Yes. Full run. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Cool beans. I also tried playing Tower of Fantasy. That was garbage. That was a terrible idea. The reviews mm. online tricked me because it was like it was like everybody's like, yeah, this is like a four out of five or a seven out of ten. And I was like, sure, I'll check it out. It was garbage. <laughs> I saw the weebs out there tricking you. I know. They got tricked. Damn it, Kyle. Kyle. I think Kyle plays it. Fair enough. Well, pretty night lose pretty night lose week. Mm -hmm. Pretty light news week, rather. Well, there is some important stuff that happened, actually. A actually. Speaking of losing. <laughs> right. So Naughty Dog has canceled The Last of Us Online, which is factions for those. It's going to be the standard alone factions experience for Last of Us 2, for those who don't know. The survivor, survival multiplayer game mode that has a legacy in Last of Us 1 and Last of Us Remastered. It still has players to this day. If you try to go play that mode in Last of Us Remastered today, you'll get eaten alive by sharks. But that's true. Not real sharks. No, yeah, real sharks. Okay. Yeah, like from uh, Finding Nemo. Anyway. Ah, shark bait. In a statement on Naughty Dog's website, they said all the the following, and this is all quoted from them. They didn't list an author name directly, but. I wonder if Jonathan Dornbush, Dornbush was Maybe. orchestrating some of this statement because yeah. he's there, something, communication, something. Mm -hmm. They say, we realize many of you have been anticipating news around the project that we've been calling The Last of Us Online. There's no easy way to say this. We've made the incredibly difficult decision to stop development on that game. We know this news will be tough for many, especially our dedicated Last of Us Factions community who've been following our multiplayer ambitions ardently. We were equally crushed at the studio as we were looking forward to putting it into your hands. We wanted to share with you some background of how we came to this decision. The multiplayer team has been in pre-production with this game since we were working on The Last of Us Part Two. 
crafting an experience we felt that was unique and had tremendous potential. As the multiplayer team iterated in their concept for The Last of Us Online during this time, their vision crystallized, the gameplay got more refined and satisfying, and we were enthusiastic about the direction in which we were headed. And ramping up to full production, the massive scope of our ambition became clear. To release and support The Last of Us Online, we'd have to put all our studio resources behind supporting post-launch content for years to come, severely impacting our, sorry, severely impacting development on future single-player games. So we had two paths in front of us, become a solely live service game studio or continue to focus on single player narrative games that have defined Naughty Dog's heritage. We are immensely proud of everyone at the studio that touched this project. The learnings and investments in technology from this game will carry into how we develop our projects and will be invaluable in the direction we are headed as a studio. We are more than one ambitious, sorry, we have more than one ambitious brand new single player game that we're working on here at Naughty Dog. And we cannot wait to share more about what comes next when we're ready. Until then, we're incredibly thankful to our community for your support throughout the years. I have to ask a question. Mm -mm. Is it possible that they would pass off what they've done to another studio? No, the game's dead. I don't think so. Because what if it comes out and then it's terrible? It's still guilty by association. Better not be the studio that made the Last of Us Part 1 PC port. <laughs> Iron Galaxy, come on. No, I mean, like, like, what if they pass it to an actual multiplayer studio? But again, you then run the... It's you run the risk of further out of the control, it, isn't it? If it's not, if it's unsuccessful, then you could... Look what Metal Gear Survive did for Metal Gear Solid, right? Like, it could be a worst-case scenario like that. Where right. you ruin the name of the IP because right, you I, I definitely it. get that, but looking at this, like uh, taking them at their word, which I know that they're not being 100% truthful, but taking them at their word, the issue was they don't have the resources in their studio to be a live service studio and also develop right. single players. So, if that's actually the reason why they can't continue the game, there are other studios who do have the resources to just be a live service studio. But it's like, what's their special sauce that might be lost if Naughty Dog themselves aren't that's, working on it? That's true, but that's not unless what unless they get a work transfer and people from Naughty Dog go to collaborate well, with new people to train them up and do things quote the Naughty Dog way on the multiplayer game. Yeah, I guess they could have done that, but I think it's pretty clear from this article. And I'm, I'm think they probably did think of that. Yeah, no, I think it's probably dead. But I'm just curious. Like, do you guys think that maybe that could no, happen? No. Naughty Dog of all of PlayStation Studios have historically been very autonomous and uh, sort of have always slammed their foot down in doing things their way. And even if the decision or the idea came from within the studio as opposed to directed from down on high, I don't think they'd like that. Because they did that with Uncharted, with Golden Abyss, passing that off to Bend for the Vita. And it's like, that game wasn't bad, but I think that it rubbed Naughty Dog the wrong way that somebody else took their IP, their baby... And did something with it. I think. Okay, they massacred my boy. There is, there is. If we were talking about other studios, other than Naughty Dog, there might be a chance. 
But I think that Naughty Dog, which they have done here, they would clearly not release a game, then run the risk of releasing a bad one. Mm. Okay. Let me give you guys an incredibly hypothetical situation. Bungie says, hey, can we have <laughs> on Last of Us Online? No. Do you think Naughty Dog's like, no? No. No. Bungie, Bungie wouldn't even want to do that anyway. No, yeah, I don't think of, they would. That's why I said incredibly the, hypothetical. Yeah. <laughs> but no, that, that wouldn't ever happen. Okay. Fair enough. Sure. Are we are we upset about this? No. Um, I don't think upset is the word that I would use. I think I'm dis like slightly disappointed I because I didn't want to see it. I'm not excited. I mean, I would like I would like a new faction. That'd be cool. <laughs> but Taylor's like yes. For myself, you know, that's yes. I say that selfishly. <laughs> but I rather have factions or Naughty Dog's resources built towards new IP. And whatever is next for The Last of Us and Uncharted. I'd, yeah, I'd rather have them do that. So, yeah. Uh, it's, it's weird that, like, there is seemingly like this misconception in not necessarily game dev, but like corporate structure at these companies that think that you design and make a live service game and then you release it and then it's done. You're done. You know? Like you have the 1.0, it's released, public have it, and that's it. Then the money just rolls in for time immemorial. Dude, like that's there's so much works. like live service. Making a live service game is a gargantuan investment and a, 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 an enormous risk. You're oh, going to yeah. staff people and and software server infrastructure to support a game for X number of years and then the yeah. game fails and then you have all this overhead that you've just wasted. Yeah. So, I mean, there's, yeah, there's so many interesting things about creating a live service game that you really don't think about was just like regularly developing a game. For example, like maps have to be insanely replayable. Like maps can't be like, if you're playing like a single player game, you just go through that area maybe a couple times and it's not that big of a deal, but like a map in like, for example, um, Valorant, like you have to have a map that has good peaking spots. Like you have to have a map that has like a hiding spots. Like you have to have all of this stuff that makes it like insanely replayable. Um, so yeah, live service. Well, and, is never and ending. not just that, but like, I mean, talking about having to have ongoing support and stuff, you even look, mm -hmm. look ahead a few months to suicide squad from Rocksteady. <laughs> yeah. It's like, that game has to be supported post-launch for it to succeed. And they say, oh, well, you know, we're going to have tons of free content and we are releasing characters for free, new characters you can play for free. And that's exactly what Avengers did. And Avengers fumbled it because they just couldn't get a consistent flow of content out. Do you think Otherwise, I think that game probably to... would have survived for a lot longer. And, like, t touching on your point of, like, having the map be replayable, it's not just that. It's also that you have to factor in the design character move set abilities mm -hmm. of future characters that are going to be implemented and make sure that they mm -hmm. work and if they don't work you have to implement a whole new area that does allow that character to do something or to excel mm -hmm. and that's additional work on top if your game has lore so you're going to put your writers on a timetable to do new content for the 
like for the sake of content, which could run into a trap of Marvel's dealt with recently, or creating, mm -hmm. enforcing new movie production just for the sake of sales, not because of a creative vision. Yeah. So then it's, eh, you run into, you also get into slippery territory. Like Destiny comes to mind when I think of that. Um, but I've heard Destiny's narratives are historically excellent, but you always have to be on that new narrative timetable. So it's, yeah. that's another thing too. Um, if your game's not like, you know, Valorant, you know, some games have more deep lore than other, like look at League and how deep that the writing and the characters go in like the world of League of Legends with Arcane and Project Elba fighting games coming out and their content. It's like, it's, it's, a, it's a huge, I don't, I don't want to say burden. It's a huge um, weight to bear. I mean, I, I think it is a burden because if you are trying to retain a player base in a game for a long period of time, you have to consistently one-up yourself in the scale and scope of the content to keep players excited. Yeah. Otherwise and you run into the capitalist problem more. We're doing this again with a different skin. Yeah. More, which again so, is what, Mark, what Avengers did. So Isn't it like so interesting though that like League has one map that like you know what I mean? Like that's like so replayable for Infinity. And I don't then, like, know. Talking Every about like supporting stuff. They well, so they have one map, and the map has been the same. They've made changes to it, but it's been basically the same the whole time. I don't know. Like but this is just also interesting to me to like think about like all of the stuff that goes like the ins and outs of everything. I guess. I think it depends. Very relies very heavily on League being like a MOBA though. Like, I, yeah. I think that that would be far less excused in other genres. But, it, I mean, it's an interesting point to make regardless. I think it's very interesting. I mean, I, I adore factions. Um, I played the hell out of it on the PS3. I played a lot of it on PS4. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's, it's I think the, the general sentiment online is that Naughty Dog have made the right decision here if it was as binary as they seem to suggest. Of it we probably are wasn't. They probably were in talks with Sony about orchestrating some sort of offload and yeah, they figured, nah. And also so, add this to the list of Sony live service titles to be released by 2026, I believe, that have been delayed or canceled. And I, I think, think I, th I think that's actually the most important or interesting conversation to have here is that of the entire supposed live service lineup and push that they're making, you would have thought that The Last of Us would have been the tentpole one that if any of them was going to work and make it out and be good, it would have been this. And they're mm. pulling the plug. So if they aren't confident enough to commit to this in any capacity, even downscale it to a, a, a less live service -y thing and just keep it as a more basic multiplayer mode, I don't know that a lot of the other stuff is going to make it. Particularly because we haven't heard about a number of them, like officially, officially. Yeah. I mean, I think that there's going to be a, several that that get canned. Yeah. Which is good because they already had too many. You can't have the infighting. If you're mm -hmm. 
releasing so many live service games to the same audience there's only so much that they can absorb on top of their existing live service games mm -hmm. um it's gonna be just like the credits for monty python <laughs> yeah they're like this person was sad. yeah <laughs> oh Sorry. I think that's that's <laughs> worth pointing out, actually, something that just popped into my head. Like, some people have said it, but um, I hope the one thing that isn't a result of this arguably correct decision is any additional layoffs. Because um, if they were ramping up production on this thing, you would imagine that they probably made hires specifically catered around the idea of a ongoing multiplayer live service-y thing. And I hope they do say that, you know, the learnings and investment in technology will be carried forward and whatnot. But I just hope that anybody that was brought on specifically with the idea of supporting Last of Us Online is kept on because that would suck. I'm sure there's going to, to be completely honest, there's going to be some people that get let go. There's no way around that because there were people mm. that were hired. Well, I don't want to say like for sure, for sure, but it would make sense that a couple of people get let go that are like specifically multiplayer people. Cause there are some people that that's their expertise and it's not to say that they couldn't move to something else, but whether it's, they're like, Hey, we just don't need you anymore. Um, or it's like, I only want to work on multiplayer. So I'm leaving. I could see it happening either way. I suppose it depends on whether they naughty dog internally have made it clear that to avoid potential situations like that, they are going to implement a more standard multiplayer experience in a future title. Yeah. I think then you could keep those people on. So like Last of Us Part Three had a more tradi traditional, not bare bones, but more scaled down factions two mode. I think that that could be a way to spin it and yeah. not lose people. Dude, just port, just port factions and like upgrade the textures. Please <laughs> just... Can we just hey, like throw it Valhalla in releasing for free did a lot of goodwill, you know? I think that really like you say, uprezzing, porting factions Actually, as it exists. We, we just take factions, put it in Last of Us 2's gameplay and um, an engine and gameplay system. Yeah. That's it. That's it. Okay. Listen, we all know Naughty Dog do. does the exact opposite and gets as much money as they can. I mean, Sony will give them as much money as they want. They're a mm. pillar. They, Last of Us, marked gargantuan shift into the Sony we know today, right? So yeah, there is. And they say, babies. if they, if Neil, if Neil Druckmann wants something, I'd be surprised if Herman Holst doesn't bend to that will. <laughs> sure. Yeah. They say more than one ambitious new single player game, which I think we like kind of already knew. But you would assume one of them is probably TLU three, because Neil's already yes. said that they have a script outline and stuff. <clears throat> yeah, but in a, in a new IP, right? I wonder if that's well, new IP. They say new IP specifically. I forget. No, no, no. Just two. We have more than one ambitious brand new single player game. Well, I'm gonna. If I'm placing bets, something new with Uncharted. Well, no, it, it, there's rumors that was San Diego now. I, I really know. hope. I really hope the next thing we see from Naughty Dog is a new IP. I really hope so. Yeah. I just, I wonder what they're going to, I don't know what I have no idea what they're going to do. 
last thing, like a, a, a hypothetical, or not a hypothetical, but a question just in general. Mm -hmm. Do you think that this news sort of like, you know, being a sour taste in the mouth could potentially incentivize Naughty Dog slash Sony to announce what Naughty Dog is working on next earlier than they would have otherwise? I think it depends what the release, if Sony feels like that's needed to make investors happy. For example, mm. if Naughty Dog's next project releases in a year where we have three uh, big Sony marquee exclusives or timed exclusives, maybe not necessarily. If it's in a year where there's one or none that they know of that's going, they might mention it. I think it just depends on the flow of where their game's development cycles are, right? Because Ghost of Tsushima 2 yeah. will eventually exist. Wolverine eventually is coming out. Uh, well, we know Wolverine will be coming out. But Ghost of Tsushima 2 will be in the pipeline, of course. And other game, oh, Santa Monica's, whatever their project is, right? Corey Ball, whatever their yeah. internal um, Final Fantasy 7 Part 3, remake Part mm -hmm. 3. So... However, those and their other exclusives line up, I think, on the release calendar will influence when Naughty Dog, when they authorize Naughty Dog to announce their project. Mm. Yeah. Fair. I don't know, but I'm excited. Mm -hmm. Oh, we know Ben is working on a new thing. Whatever that is. They are. Team Asobi. Team Asobi. Oh, no, new Astros. Astros playing on part two. Uh-huh. Sign me up. All right. Number two. Uh, where is it? It starts there. There. We've got a new PlayStation Plus catalog update. Poor people. Mm. So it's the new editions great. for December. What are you talking about, Taylor? The new additions for December for extra and premium members are as follows. Uh, GTA 5 is headlining for both PS4 and PS5. Then we have Strangers of Stranger of Paradise Final Fantasy Origin for both. Uh, MotoGP 23 for both. Metal Hellsinger for both. Sultan Sacrifice for both. Moonscars for both. Mega Man 11 just for PS4, but playable on PS5 via back backward compatibility. Gigabash for both, Grime for both, Tinykin for both, Proteus for both, Shadowrun Returns for both, Shadowrun Dragonfall Director's Cut for both, and Shadowrun Hong Kong Extended Edition for both. And then the classic titles, which are exclusive to PS Plus Premium, are the Mega Man Legacy Collection for PS4, Mega Man Legacy Collection 2 for PS4, Thrillville for both, Thrillville Off the Rails for both, and Buzz Lightyear of Starkman for both. Coming from Adam Michel at the PlayStation blog. You think it's not a good month, Tyler? Stranger of Paradise and Tinykin and Proteus are cool. Mm. Well, GTA 5, PS5 port. All right. All right. Yeah, it is a good, it's a good month. I, I agree it could probably be better. Like, typically, and this isn't always the case, but typically December is a bit more of a, like, blowout big names month for the for, for the, the Christmas holiday season. Um, but 
I don't know. They've got some some good stuff in there. I definitely want to actually get around to Metal Hellsinger. Like that's been mm-hmm. one that I haven't that's touched fun. yet. That I'm it's fun. Desperate to at least try. It's on. Same for Tinykin. Oh, like yeah. that just looks great to me. I believe Metal Hellsinger was on Game Pass, but now it's on PS Plus. So. I think it was. That sounds right. Metal Hellsinger is also ten dollars on Steam. Just saying. Yeah. Yeah, but why would you want to play something on PC, right? Yeah. Oh, wait, no, it's not. Google lied to me. It's 30 bucks right now. Not worth that. Uh... Yeah, GTA 5. That's an interesting addition. Like, it makes sense, but it's also surprising. Because, like, the people have people weirdly, slight tangent, but people have been saying and, like, hypothesizing that Xbox is going to get the marketing rights for GTA 6. I'm like, what are you, what are you talking about? Not only have PlayStation and Rockstar historically, pretty much, with a couple of exceptions, obviously, had marketing rights and like a preference. You know, they had the whole reveal of PS5. You got GTA bucks every month being a PlayStation Plus subscriber. But like Jim Ryan overtly said that. The, the partnership between Rockstar and PlayStation was going to continue, and then you see well, this. that can mean that can mean anything. I mean, it, it could sure. Red Dead Two, like, I don't know. Red Dead Online, what a dumpster fire that was. Anyway, <laughs> anytime we've seen a Rockstar product outside of GTA Six recently, it's been like a GTA Five trailer in a PlayStation showcase. Um. So I would be surprised. And I think that maybe this is an indication that like in future months, other Rockstar titles could come to PlayStation Plus. Because there was the remastered, the trilogy, right? A while I thought back. they did come to, they came to PS Plus. Yeah, I think, oh, sorry, or at least, the, or at least. Specific games. San Andreas yeah, did at one point, I think Vice City did at one point. Yeah. So... I mean, I, I know GTA Five is like three, ten years old, but if it is literally over ten years old, yeah, it's it still sells incredibly well. So if they're willing to put this on there, I think that maybe this is an indication of some things to come potentially. It sells well, and Naughty Dog is still making GTA Six for some reason. Yeah, yeah. Who, Naughty Dog who, is making it. We're sorry, Rockstar. Why would they do that? You know, it makes no sense. Yes, yeah, it's, it's, it's a pretty good month. Nothing on the classics catalog, unfortunately, for me that gets me going. Buzz Lightyear, what? Really? No, because if it was, if it was, if it was the Toy Story two, PS one game, maybe. Play Toy Story two on the Game Boy Color. Yeah, not a good game. I'm sorry. Thanks. Thanks. It's okay. Right. Are you going to play anything on here, Brain, before we move on? Um, I will be playing Metal Health Singer, most likely, Salt and Sacrifice, mm. um, and Moon Scars. Wow. Good month for you, then. Tiny Tiny Keen isn't doing it for you. I don't think so. <gasps> I'll let you guys I'll let you guys take a run at it and then let me know. That's fair. It didn't look at first. I Googled it and at first look, I was like, eh. It's looking Ooh, I might also check out Grime. Customer. 
It says it's a Soulsvania, so... Oh, Christ. There's so many of them. Never enough. Never enough. Let's see what this other one is. If only they had Return of the Oprah Din there. Yeah, I won't be playing this one. This is first-person shooter. No, thank you. I'd just be happy that more people would likely be playing it, you know? I, I would get no gratification out of it being on, on the catalog. But Steam sales coming up. What's the date on this one again? 19th, I think they're available. Yep. Also, if I can play Alan Wake, I can play Resident Evil 2. Right? Mm, yes, That's you can. That works. Uh, no. I'll, I want to play the original Resident Evil 2 and then play the remake because I'm that guy. Don't do it. I no. would say, like, for sure, Resident Evil 2 is like scarier than Alan Wake 2 is. I think a lot of people have overhyped potentially how like actually scary Alan Wake 2 is. That's what There's I'm hearing. Kept like it's horror and I'm like, what? Yeah. It, it's a lot of atmosphere and, and very creepy at times, but there's not really it's tons of jump scary stuff. It's just the being followed for me in in Resident Evil 2. Yeah. I'm give it to you. Yeah. Oh. I don't know how people to deal with that. Again, that's why I can't I'll, deal with it. I'll play it on I'll play it on PS1 so the graphics <laughs> suck and I'm not as scared. There's not nothing boost to deal with. He just follows you around and with his little hat. Is there um, any section of the game where you're not being followed or it's just if you stand still too long really you're going to get killed? Um to begin with, you're not being followed. Like yeah. there, there, there's a point in the game where it triggers, and then from that point on, you're basically always... you'll know. There's a huge explosion, and then it's like, here's your best friend that will never leave you alone. Now, and it's yeah. like I didn't want a friend, but he's not like persistent. So, it, like more often than not, you'll be able to wander around a lot of places without bumping into him. Yeah, but as soon as you do bump you, into him, he's you can then just on hear him. Yeah. That's what sucks. You, just hear, you can boom, hear his footsteps. Boom. And you just know he's coming. Don't and you're like, like oh my god, oh my god. And you're like, sometimes like there's a room that like there's only one exit, but it has like a loop. So he'll come in the room and you have to like loop around. You're like, oh my god, oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, there were some moments in, towards the beginning of Alan Wake where I was scared. I was genuinely scared of the enemies and like the sounds they were making and the atmosphere. And then by the end of the by the end of the game, I'm like, I wasn't phased by it. So I'm yeah. like, am I on my way to desensitizing myself to horror games like I did with TV shows when I watched The Walking Dead? You should just dive head first, go straight to like Dead Space remake or something. It'll be fine. I, I've played the original Dead Space. It's fine for me. It's fine for me. The original Dead Space. I would say if you can manage that sort of stuff, you are going to have absolutely no problem with either Resident Evil 2 or Alan Wake 2. But Resident Evil 7, I, like... I had to stop playing because I was too scared. But then that's 7 first is person. scarier. And you know, I think that that adds yeah, the something. first person was like, I'm like, this is too. This feels like it's well, too. Seven is like is a lot more horror focused than it is combat focused, and like like it's like horror puzzle versus like combat puzzle. Oh, which I, a lot I just, of the other Resident Evils are right. There was one point in Resident Evil Seven where I just didn't know what to do to progress, and I had to look it up. <laughs> That's a spooky game. Right, I'm not gonna Just touch that. Village. Game. No, I'll I'll conquer Resident Evil Seven one day. Just, oh yeah, you have to play Seven to play Village. That's true. yeah, it's a continuation. I'm waiting to to get Village on in VR because then I can be stepped on. You know, 
Yes. Yep. Good answer. Good answer. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I still remember us being called the horniest podcast in Save the Game Media. No, it's true. That's true. <laughs> Wait, isn't R8 on? Isn't R8 already on PS4 too? Yeah, it is. I'm. I'm just saying. I'm. I'm waiting to play it in oh. VR. Oh, okay. I would gift Wait. it to you right now if I could. Is it? Yeah. Is it not a free update? You have to buy it separately in VR. No, no, no. I think it is you included in. Have the, to get the, the game though. Purchase. Oh, you haven't bought the I game yet. The, no. Mm. Oh yeah. Well, Mega Sales coming around. That's the plan. So jealous. All right. Bree, bring us home. Um, okay. <laughs> PS5 Pro rumors have resurfaced. Um, so Giant Bomb's Jeff Grubb made further comments on the PS5 Pro, reiterating its release date for September 2024. Um, it's a recent game, uh, sorry, in a recent Game Mess episode. Uh, which is Grubb's own podcast. He says the recent PS5 Pro spec leak is, quote, almost certainly real, end quote, and is targeting a release of September 2024. He also talks about the PS5 Pro's own version of DLSS for better performance. Uh, it would use machine learning for super sampling images, resulting in enhanced resolutions and frame rates, amongst others. Yeah, so this comes, comes from Stephen Talby? Talby? Uh, and push square or at push square, excuse me. I can't talk today. Makes sense. On a PC, PCMR man. If it's not third part, I mean, if it's not first party PC, PC, I'm, I reject mid console refreshes. I reject. Oh, trust me, I'm not going to touch it with a barge pole. I never, never have. I <sighs> What's what's gonna get me is if they're like, oh, we're releasing a special edition of the PS5 Pro that's like, I don't know, Last of Us Three PS5 Pro. Then. You probably just get the plate separately there. What they're likely gonna do is be like, what if either... they're Pro plates only? Oh, like, that is something Sony would do, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Yeah, <laughs> form factor is different. Look at the PS4 versus PS4 Pro form factor, right? Yeah, it's so different, and we just can't possibly make the plates for the PS5 regular edition. A, que a question, actually, that's just made me think, because the slim has the like slit in the middle, right, yeah. to allow for the detachable hard drive. Mm -hmm. Surely that means you have to have different plates. Uh, oh, probably. I think. Do they so. release slim specific plates? I don't know. Yeah. I have not touched. Let's. The... I'm sure. That's interesting though. I'm not the only person who asked this question. Do PS5 plates work with slim PS5? Nope. They don't. Of course they, of course they don't. Of course. And they probably don't do the plates. I wouldn't have thought. I, I would have thought I would have heard of them. What is that for? It's the thing that I hold my laptop on for work, and it makes this really disgusting noise that makes me want to throw up. So I have to take it off my desk when it's when I'm not working and I forgot mm. to. Here, you can. Uh. It's an Apple stand. It's. I don't think it's Apple brand. I guess it could be because uh. my dad gave it to me, but I don't think it is. Mm. So gross. Anyways, I have to take it off my desk because it makes me physically ill to even look at it sometimes. So, yeah. you know. 
But yeah, I mean, if PS5 is selling as well as it is, it just makes sense to do another console mid-gen refresh. No. Historically. Because mm-hmm. the PS4 no. Pro sold very well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the PS4 Pro is different. They really needed the PS4 Pro. Sure. Transition, the transition of 4K, there was a gap to be filled. That's not the case right now with... Like a, with well, I could say that's not the case right now, but as more developers try to target 4K... We do see more games that have a hard time hitting 60, like Alan Wake 2, for example. Unless yeah. you're Insomniac, because for some some reason... Unless you're, just... That's the thing. Insomniac games, like I told you, Venom was like one of the best video game models I've ever seen in my life. Well, and they have the performance ray tracing mode, which is 60 and ray tracing. Yeah, that's what I do. Which is like, what? How but, is... Yeah. So we can say for sure that like they've not used the PS5 to its full capacity yet right like i don't know i mean there's just I, no way i mean spider-man 2 is probably the closest we've gotten yeah i would agree with that i think like gr- honestly graphically i still probably think that demon souls is probably the best thing we've had oh uh, looks really don't good. get me started on demon souls i need to pick that game back up eventually which is like again that's another one we didn't mention a minute ago when we were talking about games coming up what's blue point doing you know no, Brie. Stop. Blood Bo- <laughs> Stop. I didn't say anything. You Somebody didn't. said you it would for have. me. You would have said something. Somebody said it for me. I said it. It's not going to happen. Listen, I'll take Dark Souls Remastered. remastered. <laughs> we already have Dark Souls Remastered. Yeah, but I need it remastered. No, we already have it remastered. We remastered. Yeah. I'll, I'll pay so much money. <laughs> Stop. Charge me yeah, $70. So- I don't care. What do you think, Tom? None of us are getting the pro then, unless, of course, they find some way to debate you in, Brie. Yeah, the I mean, I ended one. up getting the OLED switch because PS5 that, that is a bit different, though. I can kind of understand yeah. that. If you were yeah, a handheld well, I mean, only player, the OLED switch was it. a gargantuan upgrade. <sighs> yeah, Just look, how, look how pretty these, but the PS5 Pro exclusive so titles. You can't play Spider-Man 3 on your PS5 base Dude, model. Dude, imagine if they did that. Oh, I'd God. throw my PlayStation out the window. Your your PlayStation would throw your PlayStation out the window. Yeah. <laughs> like, Inter- interesting question, though. If they are targeting, like, September-ish of next year to release it, do you think that means that they might have, like, a big first party lined up for around that same time to market it with? No. Mm-mm. My guess is they have something a month or two later or a month or two before. I don't mm. think they'll have it dead on. Yeah, I mean, it, it not nece- I don't necessarily mean like day off, but like, so, yeah, so even if it was, but you do think there will be something around that time period that yes. they will use to market it alongside that we might not know about yet. Yeah, that's like, oh, this is the PS5 Pro is the best way to play this game. And yes, exactly. you just can't get the same experience. The, that whole dumb thing that they always say that's like. Anyways. Yeah. Because we have candidates. Like it could be Wolverine because fall 2024 has been speculated, if not early 2025. But like it could also be something like Death Stranding 2. No. Nah. No, hey, that doesn't feel don't, right. Don't 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 poo-poo Death Stranding. I'm not poo-pooing Death Stranding. I'm okay. saying that doesn't feel right timing wise. Right. Okay. I, I got Death Stranding free on Epic Games apparently. I forgot this about Shina that. Too. 
I have a director's cut on there. Uh. <laughs> that would be a... Hey, I suppose if there's going to be a game that could really... Sneak in. And showcase. Advantage, mm -hmm. Showcase this tech. Guess what I'm saying? Uh, 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 up, a revamped, upgraded Tsushima Island. That would be good. Don't do it. And they've been quiet. They've been cooking. <laughs> Let them cook. Because you'd think they'd want something, because otherwise the sales of it are probably going to be lighter than they could be otherwise. I suppose it doesn't have to be first party, but you would prefer that, I imagine. Mm. Exclusive at the very least. Exclusive. You ever like are you ever about to look something up and then you forget what you're going to look up as you look no. it up? Sometimes. Never. Because I'm trying to remember what we were talking about that triggered... It was something completely unrelated, but... <sighs> Can't help you there. If it, if it was unrelated, I just... Yeah, uh, like sometimes... Yeah, yeah. It was it was completely unrelated, but it was something that we were talking about that reminded me of, like, I have to do something else. Mm. Mm, that's fine. Yeah. Clearly it wasn't important. Luna's food just got here, though. It was just delivered, in case anybody was wondering. It's Luna's I'm trying soup. out her food. I'm trying out oh. some new food. And she she likes gravy only in the wet food packets. And she won't eat the actual meat in it. So I Googled it, and people said, if you mix warm water with the pate and, like, kind of make it just into a gravy, that would work better. So I got her a pate, and I got her a new kind of cat food. Um that's supposed to be a little bit healthier than what I've been using. Oh, Top doesn't like wet food. So I haven't been giving her wet food. Luna doesn't like treats, which always is so weird to me. Like, I've never had any pet, cat, dog, otherwise, that doesn't like a treat. But Luna's just, like, not interested. She will eat my food, mm. though. Like, if I have prosciutto, she loves prosciutto. Listen, I'm obsessed with prosciutto as well. Top tries to, like, Tupperware if the lid's off and it's on a counter. Just like Ted. Yeah. Does Ted like treats? That's all he likes. He doesn't like anything mm. else. Mm. Even though we offer him stuff that he really probably shouldn't be having, you know. This just like, I feel like a certain age that your pet gets to that you're just like, all right, eat whatever you want. Yeah. Yeah. He's old. He's very fussy. My favorite. My, um. My ex's cat, he would eat creamies, like the popsicle ice cream thing. He would like, and when he would do it, he would like scrunch his nose. It was so cute. I have so many videos of him doing that. Him and he would get, he would literally, if you, if you had a creamy, he would scream at you until you let him have some, like, like literally, like he was a Siamese. So he was already very vocal and he would just like, yeah, <laughs> he was cute. <laughs> I love cats. They're the best. Besides dogs. All right. Speaking of cats and dogs, I, I put this on the docket here. I think this will be our last. Is this our last episode before the holidays, right? Um. Well, oh, I don't know for, if we're recording next week or not. Oh, I won't be there. 
So I'm available. Sam, are you available to record on Christmas Eve? Don't ask me. I'm not. I don't. My brain is not there. He doesn't yet. even know if he's available. Answer tomorrow. the question. Am I available right now? I, I, I couldn't tell you, Taylor. So we'll, no. we'll find I'll out. I'll answer for you. I need a wish right now. Wish right now. <laughs> <laughs> Hence the blank staring away for half the. I'm just kidding. For the opening. Um, Wait. Go ahead. Sam, are you? Are you last week to record? I don't, I, don't, I don't know, Taylor. I don't know. All right, then we should talk about it now. I put it on the dock. PlayStation Holiday Gift Buying Guide. If you Buying it for other people? Or yourself. What are some good, useful PlayStation items that you think would be on sale around now? Oh, would... PlayStation items? I don't know. I remembered what I was going to look up. <laughs> um, More storage. More storage. NVMe yeah. expansion. Instead of giving somebody storage, I would give them a gift card. To Like if you're like, this is intended for storage just so that they can make decisions on like what kinds they want on their own. No, it's a loophole. I would give them an Amazon gift card. I also think, like, even if you aren't going internal storage, an external hard drive could still be a worthwhile thing. I yeah. have, I have one, you have um, which is what H I keep. Uh, yeah, hard drive. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So that's what I have. All of my PS4 games. Well, not all of them, obviously, but the ones that I want ever want to go back to. I've got all of them installed, so they're accessible at any time um, via the USB on the PS5, which is great. Um, I'm trying to think like there's like VR stuff specific, but that's obviously you have to be in that ecosystem. Like something I'm probably going to pick up over the holiday is um, a charging port so that I can charge both of the VR controllers at the same time. Uh. Just for efficiency's sake. Because then otherwise I have to like unplug the cable out of one and then put it in the other. That's so dumb. Like how much? How how could they like it's such a it's so they can nickel so and dime dumb. you, Brie. It's so they can nickel and dime you. It's like it's like selling those AirPods that you can attach a wire to so they don't get lost. It's like that's my, just how headphones work. My aunt literally won't use it. Her she we got her AirPods, my dad did for Christmas or her birthday or something. My aunt won't use them because she needs her like the wired ones so she doesn't lose her phone and her purse. Mm. Yeah, I can't with her. Um, I mean, there's ton. There's so many. Like, they probably have the word geek and nerd in them, but there's so many sites that will sell top. memorabilia from different gaming franchises. Yeah. Okay, top just disconnected my headphones. So um, we can hold, the, we can hold the fort down whilst he sorts this out. Um. Yeah, like highly recommend Etsy. There we go. That's a good shout as well for custom yeah. stuff. Yeah, no, like even like Etsy has like so many good like if you can figure out what franchise that they like, like just like a general franchise, for example, uh God of War. Just like mm -hmm. search God of War on Etsy and 
like you can like start searching like more specific ideas like if they were jewelry like you could get jewelry there's like candles like one of the best gifts i ever got was um there's a candle you can get dark souls candles and there's like a bonfire candle which is so cool there's stuff like that um like etsy has so many cool things that you would never think of otherwise and it's not going to be just like the silly t-shirt that you don't really know what's going on kind of thing um so yeah i definitely recommend etsy um if you're in the u.s i also recommend hot topic or um <laughs> box lunch they also they'll, they'll both of those places will always have super nerdy stuff Yeah. Um, it's also worth if again you would need know-how. So particularly if you're buying for somebody else and you aren't as versed in gaming, if you know the like the the IP and you look at the developer, mm -hmm. a lot of the time there will be like merch um, mm -hmm. sections of the developer's site. So like. Bungie, for example, is one that a lot of people talk about. Bioware has a very big one as well. Um, PlayStation has a huge one, and it's got yep. so much cool stuff. Like, PlayStation has merch just like themselves, and they sell merch from their other games. Like, you can get Ellie's backpack from The Last of mm -hmm. Us. Like, they have really cool merch as well. That is a little bit more pricey, though. I will warn you, PlayStation yeah. does charge a little bit more because they're like, we're PlayStation. Yeah, Gorilla's doing a hell of a lot of Horizon merch nowadays as well, like more and more as time goes on. Um, you can, like, I wouldn't advise it, but if you, you or the person you are looking to buy for is like me and kind of likes physical stuff, statues and things, you can uh, yeah. go on to, like, Amazon or eBay and sometimes, not necessarily specifically at this time of year as opposed to any other but it is also worth just having a look and seeing if there's like a collector's edition that's being sold not at a scalper's price but at a, a reasonable cost that might be worth something considering particularly if you know that they've talked about that sort of stuff before um, the classic is always pops as well yeah it feels are, too those easy are kind of cheesy but i yeah. have a bunch of i've got whatever. yeah um that's if you don't have like a ton to spend because pops are pretty inexpensive but that's true cool. that's true oops um is there anything else controller on sale everyone, everyone Learn how to crochet and then crochet a really cool blanket that's themed around their favorite game hmm so Don't that's, do that. that's quite niche, but you know, never know. Don't do that. I hate like to say it. To I hate to say it, but like it's it's worth pointing out, and not that anybody listening would necessarily not already know this, but if God forbid somebody that you know is like super into Fortnite or something like that, Ugh. you can buy the virtual currency stuff for them. You can so for League can... as well. Yeah, so any real sort of like ongoing live servicey type game, you can buy in-game currency for. Um, Dude, I'm still salty. The PS, the Ragnarok PS5 controller, I didn't get, and I can't find it anywhere, uh, unless it's like stupid expensive secondhand. Um. Hmm. 
Oh my god. Why is this not up yet? There's a, a page that you can go to that's like how much have I spent in League of Legends. No. And do that brief. That's just scary. I know I'm over a thousand dollars for sure. Jesus. There's no way I'm not. How long have you been playing the game? Uh since like 2015 or 16. So that's an average of okay, for a live service title that you play that as a dedicated player, spending 120 bucks a year on it isn't crazy, to be honest. Mm. Now I'm considering, now I'm looking just, so this has devolved into me looking at skins for my controller to make it look like a cool Ragnarok controller. Skins is a very dangerous game. Yeah, I know, because they don't fit correctly, and then yeah. it's like, and then, and then, but you get an air bubble under the sticker, and you're like, mm, I don't, I don't like it either, Sam. So look at what's, go to the depths of eBay. How expensive? Out of War Ragnarok, cool sense. Can buy it new from J open box from China, which is prop. No, that's probably knockoff. Uh, hun. You can get it from Japan, allegedly, for $120. What, Brie, how much? It went for like sorry? 70 or 80 US. For what, sorry? Ooh, someone's selling theirs used. I don't know 60... what we're talking about. Mm, no, this must be suspect. I think it's all about the Ragnarok controller. Someone's selling the Ragnarok controller used for, oh. for $80 shipping I included. Think it's, I think I got it for 90 Guys, mm. this must be a scam, right? They're saying they have a Ragnarok controller for $80 shipping included. How could this be? Dunno. Um something else. Again, we're getting a bit more niche here, but like if you're thinking of cool ideas as a gift for someone that you know is a gamer and has been playing for a long time. If you know that they had like a favorite game from a previous generation and don't have it anymore. That is something you could also look up and like track down the copy of. Again, you have to be careful of like too steep a price, but you have to, you know, you, that's at your discretion. But that could be a cool gift. Um, obviously, depending on who you're buying for, because I guess some people might be bothered that like they might not have the ability to play that game anymore if they don't have the, the system for it. But I still think that. I don't know. The nostalgia might be worth it to some people. You know who you're buying for. So if that is uh, applicable, then that's a, a potentially good idea as well. Right. Um, uh, Ooh, I can get the Ragnarok controller box only for $60. What a deal. What a snag. Taylor's just doing his shopping live. Okay, look, there is an eBay listing, $80 for this used God of War Ragnarok controller. Do I be stupid? Mm, should I be stupid? What if it has dripped? This is my huge concern. Because technically, it wouldn't be against eBay's guarantee because unless I could claim if it was dripped that it doesn't work correctly... And they would. 
It's the risk you run. Um, on the off chance that somebody listening to this plays League of Legends, the Essence Aporium is live, just in case anybody needed that. I think it's time we close the show. We're talking about League of Legends now, so I agree. League of Legends is always good to talk about. How dare you? Anyway, we are we're going to be having a post show where we go over Breeze's top twenty-five games ever, which might might actually be releasing on your feeds next month in January, but it's being yeah. recorded after the show at the time recording. So Great. if you want to get yeah. access to that post show, a new episode of the Leftovers. Yeah, a new episode of the Leftovers, which I recorded with Nagachaka last week, who's a community member you guys might know. Also coming out next year. All that X Talks post show, Project X Talker, sibling Xbox podcast, all that and more. Just one dollar on Patreon. One dollar, all right? Greater than ninety-nine cents, but less than a dollar and one cents. Okay. One dollar. I'm on. We're on Patreon. Very helpful. With all that out of the way, thank you guys so much for listening. You can find us on YouTube at Save the Game Media, Patreon at Save the Game Media, Twitter at Save Game Media, Discord links are on the show notes. Where can people find you, Sam? Anywhere and everywhere at Sam Heaney, H E A N E Y. Nice. Bree? You can find me at Fabulous Brianna, F A B U L I S T B R E A N N A. Awesome. You can find me on the Discord at Taylor. Yeah. Well, it's been episode 73 No Limits. Good one, everyone. Bye. Bye. Bye.